Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Between Two Gamers. I'm your host, Liv, and I'm joined by Furry. How's your weekend going? What have you been playing? I've played nothing. <laughs> Man, so busy. Too busy. See, I planned my whole Saturday around playing Life is Strange True Colors, and I've never sit at my computer for as long as I did yesterday. <laughs> I think that by the time I finish Life is Strange True Colors, which will probably be later today, as we're recording on Sunday, I, I think it might be one of my favorite Life is Strange games. We'll see. The only other game I really played this week, I streamed that game Lake, which I know you hopped in and said it was the better postman simulator than Death Stranding. Yep. And I was still stuck by that. You got the key for it, so right? Yeah. Are you gonna play it? At, at some point, don't know when. It's very calming, but the game has a couple bugs. The worst bug that I experienced in that game was There will be events in the game if you say yes to certain people's quests. So when I went to work that morning, it bamfed me to this guy's house that lives on the other side of town without my mail truck. So I had to walk all the way back. I swear, it took like 20 minutes. And I I just had to entertain chat while we walked all the way back there because there's no fast travel. (laughs) And then sometimes you'll drive around town. And there are cars on the roads, but sometimes the cars will just sink into the ground Hmm. and they're just parked there. But other than that, I haven't played too much. Life is Strange, True Colors is consuming me. This week's episode, we actually have a special guest. And we're bringing on another video game podcast called Pixel Play. And you'll meet them after the news and rumors segment. And we're going to keep you in a little bit of a suspense about what this week's episode is. But first, let's get to the news. I think the only thing that happened this week was PlayStation Showcase, right? Yeah. Okay. Anything from that event stick out to you? Yeah, but it's not anytime soon. And that's Wolverine. That was the only superhero game that I'm kind of interested in. No, I'll play Spider-Man 2, because Spider-Man games are great. And then, obviously, Venom's now in it. But I did notice at the end, it said, like, 2023 for Spider-Man. Yet for yeah. Wolverine, it just went in development. Yeah, I I was driving home from work when this event happened, so I had to listen to everything. So it was kind of hard for me to catch the dates, but I had someone take notes for me and brief me when I got home from work. And, because <laughs> I'm crazy. But at first, I thought the Wolverine game was going to be Deadpool. No, I thought it was going to be the Punisher. Oh. See, I don't even know who that is. Oh, dear. I don't keep up with the superhero stuff. But I would play a Deadpool game so fast. Have you not played it? Uh, It came out on the PS3, right? Yeah, and they remastered it for the Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know they remastered it. Bruh. Is it good? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. It's on Who makes Steam it? as well. Uh, I've got no idea. Oh. Well, I'm saying I would like Insomniac to make a Deadpool game. Add it to the long list, guys. They're really carrying the PS5 this generation, aren't they? Yeah, but he's only got the first year. Well, second true. year. Probably. True, true. 
One game that they showed gameplay and released the date for was Tiny Tina's Wonderland, and I am very excited for that to come out March 25th, 2022. I did play Borderlands 2, and the DLC for that was just so much fun. And I'm so glad it's getting its full game. Is that something you'll be playing? At some point. At some point. Yeah, a long way down the road. Another game that I would like to take a victory lap here, Alan Wake Remastered. If you are new to the podcast and have not listened to previous episodes, we had a Wishlist Remasters episode, and I chose Alan Wake, and I said this needs a remaster, and you know what? Alan Wake's coming October 5th, 2021. I manifested that, and you can't tell me differently. You don't want to praise me. Why? Don't. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> Are you going to get around to playing the re- remaster of Alan Wake? Hopefully. Uh, it's, Hopefully. In, it's in my plans, but we all know my plans don't often turn out. Yeah. Well, it's a single player game, so you don't need to rely on other people. So you play it at your own leisure. Yeah. Live. What? What did I do? Just Borderlands. That's right. I'm thinking about stopping streaming that game, so it might have it might go to just you. <laughs> More to say on Borderlands at a later date. The funniest game that got delayed, in my opinion, was GTA 5 Expanded and Enhanced. This game has been released three separate times. So how how is this getting delayed to March 2022? Because they're just trying to think of more things to put in it to make it worth buying the PS5 version. (sighs) Like, just stop! Just stop it! Make a different GTA game. You're saying that, but have you not seen about Skyrim? What about Skyrim? It's getting another release and another remaster, so it is the most released game in history. Oh, I thought they were just making a new Skyrim. No, it's the same one. They've just put fishing in it and added a couple other little bits. Oh. So I think it now spans 10 consoles or something like that. Oh, what? Yeah. I never got into Skyrim. I don't really know a whole lot about it, to be honest, but my friends were pretty into it back in the day. I did see along the Skyrim thing that it didn't take very long for Shang-Chi to get modded into the Skyrim. Mm game i don't know if you saw that no but people are having a whole lot of fun with finding his old stock uh, photos on the internet mm. are you gonna play the remaster of star wars knights of the old republic maybe i do like yeah. star wars that's why i brought it up i was surprised you didn't lead with this but they, just, like, they showed nothing they just went oh it's getting a remaster that was it there was nothing it got about 10 seconds and then they moved on yeah, that is also like the trailer that they showed for something that I had to look it up what it was. Kid of Nisha. It's going to be some Radiohead music experience type thing. At first, it that that trailer for only being 10 seconds long faked me out so bad because the opening gave me control vibes. And I was like, oh, tell me more. And then it was nothing that I anticipated. 
It wouldn't be a PlayStation event without another trailer of Deathloop that's coming out next week. Why do they keep showing this game? I don't know, but was, I found it funny that Ki- Kinu, Kainu, whatever it's called, Kena. didn't get it showed. I, it might be Kina, I don't know, but I, I'm, I don't care. They don't need to show me any more of that. I will play that game the day it comes out. I was more surprised there was no Stray. I wasn't really anticipating that just because they had an event the, what was it, July, where they showed five minutes of gameplay and said it was coming out 2022. Yeah. But I, but I didn't understand why they showed Deathloop. Me neither! I saw this tweet that said Deathloop completed the, what was it? It said that Deathloop should get a medal for doing a lap around all the events this summer. They were shown at every one. I don't know. Are they? Do you think people aren't pre-ordering it or something? Why do they keep showing it? Yeah, I don't think it's going to do well. Oh, really? Why? I just, I just don't. I, I don't see the appeal to it at all. Oh, really? Yeah. What don't you like about it? I don't know. I just don't really... But there's nothing there that draws me in. Like The story is kind of not near. And if you want to do a PvP shooter... You're not going to go and buy that when there's how many out in the next like two months? It's not multiplayer. No, but it's like you, you, if you're into that sort of thing, you're going to play multiplayer instead. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I I thought it was interesting, but I'm not. This isn't a title I'm going to hop into immediately. I'll probably wait for a price drop, but my backlog's looking a little. Well, deeper right now. They showed more of the Guardians of Galaxy game. Yeah. How how'd you like that trailer? It's good, but the more I'm seeing of it, the more I don't actually think it's going to be very good. I thought you already pre-ordered that. I have. You going to cancel it? Maybe. Ooh. Okay. So why did you pre-order and are thinking yeah, I just about got, like ooh Guardians? So I pre-ordered it, and then like the more I've seen of it, I'm like. Mm. I think it's going to kind of go down the Avengers route of becoming a bit stale a bit quick. And I think you only get to play Star-Lord as well, so it's like, hmm. Okay. Well, we'll see. One game that looked very interesting to me was Ghostwire Tokyo. This was the first time that they really showed gameplay for it. And I'm, I think this is going to be a game that I'm going to pick up early 2022. Did that game pique your interest at all? No, I thought it was just some weird control thing when it started. (laughs) Yeah, maybe that's why it drew me in. Yeah. They showed more Forspoken, which they've been showing a little bit here and there, but it looks very beautiful, but I don't know if this is my type of game. Is that something that interests you? Uh, I'll probably play it again at some point. I don't think it'll be a day one thing. It looks like a weird... Um, Assassin's Creed meets but Control again with like the weird I did not get jump. yeah it's the weird like teleport jump and that he's just like what is this oh yeah okay I guess I, she does have a bracelet that's a snake or something and it talks to her I don't I don't know yeah yeah I thought it was very interesting, although someone explained this to me, that Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection is getting remastered and also going to PC early 2022. Yeah. 
I know this was kind of rumored that you're going to get a complete Uncharted collection, but I thought it was weird that it's going to PC because the other three games aren't. So people aren't getting the full story, and that bothers me. You know how I am. Yeah. But apparently, it's a lot harder to get those three games on PC. So, so two people in my Discord were going at it after I said, like, one line about it. <laughs> but uh, how do you feel about that? Are you going to pick up the remaster? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you haven't finished the game. No, I've got them on the four. It's not going to be that different on the five. Well, you haven't played The Last Legacy, though, right? No, but I've got it. Oh, you should play it. Yeah, but it's another one of them, but I'm just like, eh. Ugh, nah, it's so good. Yeah, maybe, but like, Uncharted as a whole, story-wise, for me, is a bit like, eh. I didn't particularly like the story in the first game. So when I got into Uncharted, it wasn't until the second game where it really sold me on the story. And they're kind of like too many. You don't need the others. You can just jump in at any point. I I hear you, but the characters span across all the games, so there's dialogue and information that you should know. Yeah, but is there when you only play as like two people? And there's no choice-based answers. Whatever. Yeah. I don't true. know if I'm gonna pick I don't know if I'm gonna pick this up, but I I was very upset because I thought we were getting a whole new game. It was a little bit of a letdown for me personally. The only two games left that really stuck out to people were Gran Turismo 7 and God of War. So either of those interest you? God of War. Okay, tell me about it. It it just looks good. I still haven't done the last one. I've got it. But the story in that looks pretty cool to it. Gran Turismo, I can care less about because Forza is a much better racing game. Oh, okay. Well, I can't drive in video games, so <laughs> I can't say I'm going to pick up a racing game. But they did sh- show a lot of God of War. Not, I mean, like, not a lot, but enough to give people the idea of what it's going to be like. Yeah. So is that going to be a day one purchase for you whenever it comes out? No. Oh, 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 well, I guess it makes sense since you didn't finish the other one. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Was there anything that you wish they showed that they didn't? Uh, the game-wise or anything? Not that I wish I'd seen, but I was a bit surprised there wasn't a new Infamous. That was rumored to be shown. Yeah. There wasn't a whole lot of rumors this week, so let's go make up our own. So, new Infamous, huh? What would you want that game to be about? I've got no idea. It's just an IP that I thought that PlayStation might try and milk a bit more out of. Oh, you didn't play those games? I I tried seconds, and uh, it it was okay. I didn't finish it. It was just okay. I only played the first Infamous, and I didn't really care for it. I did see a leaked lineup for the PlayStation Showcase, and it was just made up. You knew it was made up when you looked at it. But I really wanted my factions. 
And I know they're working on it. And after the event, because I'm crazy and this comes up on my timeline, Neil Druckmann did pin a tweet about the multiplayer game. So I feel like it's coming, but when? Please, Neil, please. We don't need the remaster of the Uncharted Legacy of Thieves or Thieves Legacy, whatever the hell it's called. I don't know. Give me factions! Hurts me. Do you think we're going to get any more, like, announcements or anything this year? Or do you think this was the tail end of... Nah, it's the end. It's basically Christmas now. I mean, it's not. But it is, though. It's September. Yeah, which is basically Christmas for consoles. Yeah. 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 Well, if you wanted a surprise announcement about anything, what would it be? Data Decay is out this Christmas, but I know that's so not true. Oh, is it still slotted for this year? No, it's never been slotted for this year. Oh, you just they wanted just to announced be- it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, good luck with that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't mind. I've got Halo this Christmas. That's all I need. Christmas was saved. It was. It was. My bank was not. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But at least you made a little bit of money back on your console. Yeah. One thing I was kind of surprised that we didn't see was just a custom console, just because Xbox has shown one. I feel like PlayStation. The reason Xbox has got one is there's actually a good first-party title out. Um, That's why. Okay. Sure. Uh, (laughs) What's an exclusive PlayStation game that uh, get a a new console? Horizon Forbidden West. Right, is it out this year? No. Exactly. But they announced the collector's edition and stuff. So I, Yeah, so why wouldn't they just announce that too? Because I think the first one will be God of War. Oh. You don't think... Well, that doesn't even have a date. Exactly. Maybe Spider-Man. Okay. But again, it's not any time soon for PlayStation. Yeah, that's why I said that I thought Horizon. That was my... That would be... Not that I'd buy it. I already have my console, and I am not going through the <laughs> the hoops that I did to get get it the first time. That but was... then also, you can't really get a PS5 still, so why would you do a special one? Is Xbox having the same problem? Yeah. So, why did they make a special one? Because one cares more. Uh-huh. Sure. Sure, sure. Well... We'll see. I don't know. I'm not going to buy a special console anyway. <laughs> so this week's episode, we are having Pixel Play on, which is another video game podcast, and we are going to talk about console wars. Is it just a bunch of kids being trolls? Is there actually any validity to this? And then we'll see what the conversation takes us, and we will get to that right after the break. So this is our first cross-platform, cross-play, whatever you want to call it, podcast. And I we're with Pixel Play. Why don't you guys introduce us, yourselves and tell us a little bit about your show? 
Hey guys, yeah, so we are the Pixel Play Podcast. We are your weekly gaming podcast where we talk about all the news, rumors, and discussions going on each week in gaming. Uh, two guys that just met on Reddit randomly, and we've been doing pretty well. We've been, we're what, almost 35 episodes in now, Adam? It's been a while. It's been, it's been a yeah. ride. Yeah, so it's been great. We've been really enjoying it. Um, yeah, if you guys are ever looking for a podcast where we talk about, you know, news, discussions, we kind of cover, we're a little agnostic, but admittedly, I'm a bit of a Sony fanboy. But yeah, we kind of cover Xbox, Nintendo, PlayStation, whatever's going on in, in the gaming world. That's what we talk about. So yeah, uh, if you guys are looking for us, you guys can always find us on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast by just looking for Pixel Play Podcast. Pixel Play is all one word. There you go. Strong intro. That's what yeah. we like. Yeah. <laughs> It all goes down. From oh here. no no no! Well, we'll see. <laughs> a fight might brew because we are doing console wars. So, do console wars exist? Always a peaceful. Would you say is it real or is it really a troll like culture? I'd say much like the internet, it's hard to tell because you could literally flip a coin, and that's probably the answer. Because <laughs> there, there is a segment of the internet that I know for a fact just enjoys riling people up. But then there are people that I have met in person and online who are just as, as freaking toxic and psychotic as these people actually seem to be. So it goes both ways. Is there an actual console war within the community? Yes. Business-wise, maybe. But, I mean, realistically, they're all trying to find their spots. I'm just the guy in the back that just goes, just give me my Final Fantasy games and I'm happy. Oh, is that your thing? Well, I guess it used to be. Now it's more like Persona because Final Fantasy forgot what Final Fantasy is, but that's a rant for another day. <laughs> Adam is the resident weeb on our podcast. So. Oh, okay. JRPGs yeah. all day. Absolutely. I know a little bit of a troll. He's my man, Furry. He trolls me all the time for PlayStation. So you think, do you contribute to the console wars? No. no. For me, there's not there's one. Not one. No, you just like to me. say it to me. Yeah. Yeah. I know it, it does. It does. Just a little bit. He, Furry's favorite thing in the world to do is say all the things I like are terrible and get me all riled up. That's his favorite thing to do. It's the easiest it thing. really. Adam does that to me too. It really is. And I can't help it. I'm just too passionate. And he just knows how to get me going. <laughs> so he's a professional button pusher. Oh, yes. yeah. Oh, yeah. And he knows it. Because when people bring up console wars, I feel like it's really always between, like, PlayStation and Xbox. Is that what you see when you read about these things as well? I think it's larger than that. I, I mean, I think, going back to the original question, is there a console war? I think 100% there is, in the sense that these are corporations literally competing for our attention and our money. So I think it's naturally there. And then from a player perspective, I think 100% it is. And so the idea is that it's just a scale. And there's some people like Furry or myself, like, you know, it's fun to, you know, push buttons and like have a, a friendly competition or something like that. But I think, I think it goes beyond PlayStation and Xbox. I think the idea is like, you know, you've got people who are diehard Nintendo fans and I think they're a little bit quieter. I think Nintendo's in its own little space, but I think the general um, dichotomy is between Xbox and PlayStation just because those are the two that are competing with each other. But I mean, there's also the idea of, you know, the PC master race kids, you know, against the console kids. So like, I mean, we all have our own little camps, our own little preferences. And it's just, do some people take it too seriously? Absolutely. But I mean, we all have our preferences and our, and our choices. And I think it's fun for us to 
talk and you know kind of debate which one is better i mean i'm not a sports guy so like i don't care which team is playing what but you know i'm invested in a console and i like to kind of talk shit at the other one and you know you know say why mine's the best does it matter no really it's a personal preference but it's fun to have a team to root for yeah i mean there's a console war but there's also battles within it i think to make it as simple as microsoft versus sony is is to kind of deny the fact that like there's probably five thousand different little mini battles going on at the same time too because aside from console wars then there's like halo versus uncharted or like there's all these different things that go back and forth and then nintendo kind of sits in their little corner and every time Nothing comes out for six months and people point it out. They all get mad and fussy and they go point it. Well, you you guys have like only put out one game and it's, it's kind of good. And then PC Master Race people just be go. Look at our graphics cards. And just walk away and then everybody gets flipped out again. So, uh, yeah, it's free. How do you feel about that? Yeah, it is right. Like, there's people that will defend one or the other to the death, despite faults on everything but it's just what people like to do what people like to do and you know what that's what we're doing today why not stir the pot a little bit has everyone chose a company that speaks to them true to the heart does everyone have one in mind whether it's playstation xbox nintendo or pc master race people does everyone have one yeah. The, the real question is, is, is anybody playing one of the other side? Because I feel like at least like a couple of us are going to be sticking to one. I can talk about anything. So we <laughs> will see. Okay. Who wants to go first and say why what they picked is the best ever? Who wants to volunteer? Talking specifically company or console. So you can say PlayStation as a brand is the best. And, or if you want to say that just the Nintendo Switch is the best thing ever, which I don't think anyone here will say. But you know what? I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> it's whatever speaks to you right now. What speaks to you? I'll, I'll put my flag down first. Uh, being the resident Sony Pony on the Pixel Play <laughs> podcast, I'm going to... I'm going to uh, I'm going to go for 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 you know Sony as being my go-to console and the one I think is the best choice if I was trying to get someone on board for if I was trying to make if I was making this argument it go Why for Sony. should I spend my money there? Why? Honestly, I feel like Sony is just the pinnacle of what gaming currently is. Um, you know, if you look at something like Xbox is great, has a value to it, but you're looking for the blockbuster banger after banger. You've got Uncharted. You've got Ghost of Tsushima. You've got Bloodborne. You've got God of War. Like people pay attention when Sony does something. Like, we we're just coming off of that Sony showcase, and it was incredible with the games that they're coming out with. I feel like you know there is a case to be made that you know some of the games might be a little formulaic, but everyone stops and pays attention when a Sony game comes out. Sure. And so I feel like if you're looking for that blockbuster you know, triple A experience, you get it on PlayStation. It is a premium console that delivers a premium experience, in my opinion. Um, and that's why I'm going to go for it. The IPs are iconic now. Uh, and I think, yeah, it has a lot to offer. A man of wisdom. That is a man for me. Now, Fury. Speaking truth here. Fury, I know you don't agree with him. So I, I'm, I'm slotting you next. I want you to tell me why you think he's wrong by boasting about what you like. Tell us. Come at me. 
I will give you single player stuff is superior on PlayStation. There's no denying that. Last of Us is the best game I've ever played. See, Adam, but people have taste. Last of Us 2, not so much. We're not doing on, that today. <laughs> For me, it's Xbox all day of the week. It's got a much better online system. It's a lot more stable. Uh, it's more of a all-in-one. So they, they brand off that. It's your entertainment system, not just your games console. But then, if for multiplayer stuff, and like for just doing easier things with your friends and stuff, it's Xbox all day. They've got their groups. They've got the Find Me players. Everything for a team or a bunch of friends is definitely Xbox. So it's your entertainment system as well. But you can watch YouTube on PlayStation, and they have the Funimation yeah. partnership if you're a little weeby. So what do you have to say about that? Why is it not the same? Because the Xbox One had that thing where you could hook up your satellite di- uh, cable, all that stuff, into mm. the console. So you didn't have to constantly change or move everything. You could put it all in one place, and it ran through it, and then your game would be on pause, and you could just flip back in. We're, we're, we're debating what is the best gaming console, not as what is the best TV antenna. Right. So if you want to play with friends, it's Xbox. Hmm. I mean, PlayStation has the party system. Yeah, but it's just like and the soon online to be Discord. Is yeah. Yeah, soon to be Discord. Which... And it's got better multiplayer games that are exclusive. Yeah, Discord. It was supposed to be Microsoft. It was rumored Microsoft was going to pick up Discord. So I wonder why we dropped the ball there. But now. The other thing is, do you really need Discord on a console? If you're going to make cross platform games. You guys have games, the integration anyway. Yeah, but you could just get it on your but phone. Then you have to. You can't listen to the game audio and your friends at the same time. You have to get two headsets or you're muting one. Why? Why? Nintendo has that same policy too. You just use their phone yeah. and they can uh, chat with your friends while you're playing their online games. Which is awful. <laughs> just put it on the console. Oh, 100%. 100%. I don't know. Just, I don't know. For me, it's got the cloud gaming thing as well. So you can play it wherever, whenever, however. You can play it on your phone now. So you can do everything wherever you are. Adam, where are you on this? Uh, I'm going to go off the board and go with a Soldier Boy's console. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> <laughs> no, if I really thought of it, like, it really is, it goes both ways. Like, I could swing with the Xbox just because of Game Pass for the value aspect of it. But I think just because, in a similar vein as a rest, because I'm a wrestling guy, WWE is like where you go for like the like you know the most like it's the most stuff it's cheaper and all that stuff. But AEW's got everything like there are all types of wrestler in there. PlayStation is the same for me. Microsoft is the better deal, but Sony just seems to have more games of a different of a whole wide spectrum. Like I can't find a Persona or a Trails of Cold Steel or a Final Fantasy VII remake on Xbox. I can find you know, first-person shooters, action-adventure, and all those kinds of games on Sony. Plus, I get all the extra weird Japanese stuff where you get into, like, the Yakuza games and other stuff like that where you go a little bit off the board, too. Yeah. So, it, it really is, like, I don't have a wrong... There's no wrong answer between the two, but, I mean, this is a console war, so if I'm picking the better of the of the not-wrong answers, it's the Sony Pony, as as Kaylin called us. Sony Pony. The, the, uh, Adam, just so you know, there is a wrong answer, and it's Stadia. Has anyone actually <laughs> used that console? I have no. a friend who has, and he u- stopped using it after two weeks. Why? <laughs> it didn't take long. 
because uh, he got an Xbox and the cloud and the streaming is way better than that on Stadia anyway. Do they even still make those? Liv, I don't know if you were asking the, I don't know if you were asking the group or if you were asking if just in general anyone's ever played the Stadia. The <laughs> okay. Oh, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I've never even seen the console in person. So I was like, does anyone own this? Mm-hmm. No. If even if I did, I don't think I'd admit it. <laughs> if that's the way you choose to spend your money, you do you on your own time, you know? Oh, yeah. Would you say that, like, Nintendo has fallen off in a way? Because I feel like years ago, when you had the GameCube and then they came out with wireless for the Wii, I feel like they were at their peak. And I don't feel like the Switch is as prominent right now. I don't feel like their brand is as prominent as it was back then. Does anyone, would anyone disagree with that or agree? I'm, I mean, no, I don't think they've fallen. I think it just, they've decided to remove themselves from a specific kind of the audience and they've now created their own and they're just sticking with it. So I, th- I think in the grand scheme of things, Nintendo realized that, oh, we have our core. They don't go anywhere. We've been trying for generations to try to get the casuals in with the Wii and it worked once, but the Wii U tried a second time and it failed miserably. I think they just went, you know what, screw it. We know the people that will show up. Let's make specifically stuff to cater to them. We'll worry about other stuff down the road. If we happen to get third-party games, we'll get third-party games. But I think they just decided that it's better for them to have their handheld audience because there's a reason why, you know, everybody keeps looking for Sony to try to get a new handheld console and it's not happening because they know there's no point in competing. Nintendo just decided, okay, fine. We'll just take this part of the market. It's ours. No one can touch us. And if we can pull a few people from the main war, we will do it, but we're not really too concerned with it. So have they fallen in a way? Yes, but I don't think it's their concern of where they've fallen from. I think they're happy where they are. Do you have anything to add? How how do you feel about Nintendo right here in this war? Oh, I like them. They've got nothing to do with the war, if you like. A good place to start your gaming. So it's it's definitely targeted at families and the young kids to get them into that and school and stuff like that. That's when they'll be jumping onto the Xbox and PlayStation. So you feel like their age they're... side of it. Market age or or do you think yeah yeah? When you get with the games, so like obviously as soon as you like go to school and stuff, then you're hearing. Call of Duties, GTAs, well, that's what we want because everybody yeah, else is doing that. that way. I would say... See, Ooh, I disagree, okay. though. Yeah, give it to me! Give it to me! I, 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 disagree. I disagree. So I'd say that Nintendo is struggling, and, I, and I've talked to Adam about this before, and that I think Nintendo's getting a bit of a pass and is coasting a lot on its nostalgia. And I think that, you know, they're making some interesting... Like, the consoles that they make are interesting, but... The thing with with the PlayStation and Xbox is that there's consistency in that they're iterating on each console. So the PS5 is a, is an upgrade of the PS4, and the P- upgrade and the PS4 is an upgrade on the PS3. It makes sense. Same with Xbox. The problem with Nintendo is that they're very innovative, and that's both good and bad. But the problem is that you will lose your your player base or your player base will always become in jeopardy as you innovate. Each console is different from the other one. So you had a bunch of you know. 
grandparents and everyone get in like my parents were playing the Wii you know my sister was playing the Wii and they loved it it was simple it was intuitive and then they come out with the Wii U and that totally changed how that system was played and so you lost a bunch of audience the other problem with Nintendo is that their games are very inaccessible in the sense that they are expensive and they are always expensive so it's not if this is something that's designed for younger families and younger kids having a game that's premium price from the get-go and will always be does put them out like they're not going to get as many games they're not going to be exposed to as many and the problem that we kind of talked about is yeah you do grow out of nintendo like i have a nintendo switch and i barely play it the games are too expensive and if i have a if i if i'm going to use my gaming time it's going to be on my ps5 now is the nintendo probably geared more towards families yes it is but the problem is with it being so expensive is that you know i have a, a little guy and i you know I, and I have a nephew and I got him started by playing on the PS4 because that was what was at my house. I'm going to find games that are accessible for him that are age appropriate for him to get them, but I'm not going to go out and buy Nintendo and buy Nintendo games just to get someone incorporated. Like all the other systems do have their friendly family friendly games that you can kind of get people started with, whether it's Minecraft, whether it's for PlayStation, it's like little big planet or Sackboy. Like every console has kid friendly games that I'm not going to go out and get a whole console just to get them started. I love Nintendo. I love Mario. I love Zelda. But, you know, it's not going to be my dedicated console. It's going to be a secondary one. And I feel like Nintendo isn't doing... It's innovating a lot on its hardware, but not on its software. Like, the games are very repetitive, and they're not coming out with a lot, and they're not turning a lot. For the great studios that Nintendo are, they don't make a lot of games to justify. So, for me, I think Nintendo... not It's not dying or imminently concerning, but it's not being competitive in this space, and it's a very competitive space you have to be in. I feel like a lot of people are always obsessed with the frames per second or the animation in general, <laughs> and I feel like the animation style in Nintendo hasn't changed all a whole lot over the years, but it's still, <laughs> like, the top-tier price, but you're not really getting an upgrade, you know? And the Switch is very choppy well, like, when you I have mean... to play those... Yeah. 100%. Yeah, I mean I think like they're they're smart in that they aren't going for the ultra realistic. Like, you know, Mario looks fantastic and it's very cartoon aesthetic and so it's one that, you know, doesn't need to be cutting edge, but I mean, how many times are we going to play Mario and Zelda? Like, when was the last major IP that Nintendo came out with that, you know, really caught everyone by storm? Arms, Splatoon, like I mean, in terms of, like, actually, like, taking by storm, you probably have to go back to Animal Crossing. Yep, that was that. <laughs> or Smash Bros. Animal Crossing. Then there was a... Smash Bros. Yeah. doesn't count because it's ne it never stops. That's true. No, no, I'm sorry. I, I thought you were talking about just, like, a new IP that came out, but Animal Crossing came out, what, like, N64 days? Well, I mean, like, in terms of, like, a new seal, like, I guess a new game, but if we're talking, yeah, a new IP altogether, yeah, you're looking at... You're looking at, our, yeah, like you said, arms or whatever, but things that never really caught fire. Fruy is a Zelda fan, so do you feel like the quality of their games have actually improved over time, or do you think it's kind of like you are just into Zelda, so you're going to keep playing Zelda? I've got better. Like it, de well, it depends. Like puzzle wise, they're not so good compared to yeah. where they were, but like Breath of the Wild's amazing. Yeah, you can you can make an argument that like their biggest games right now are still the best of the best. Like Mario Odyssey is still. One of the best games in the market. Breath of the Wild is one of the best games on the market. Uh, there are other games on their console that are really, really solid, like Fire Emblem uh, Three Houses. You got Smash. You got Mario Kart. Like you've got a core. The problem with Nintendo compared to say Microsoft and Sony is that aside from like their core five or core ten, 
there's nothing else. Like most yeah. third-party games on Nintendo are mostly indie games, so you can play anywhere else. Or any of their third-party games that are kind of sort of exclusive to their consoles usually don't end up panning out very well. So you always end up, if, if we're talking just from game value, like you just jump to Microsoft or Sony because you're guaranteed at least a set of 20, 30, 40, 50 games outside of the exclusives that you know are going to be solid. Whereas with Nintendo, you're sitting there every three, six, sometimes nine to 12 months just waiting for the next one Nintendo game that year that's going to that's gonna thread the needle. I think a lot of people, like I, a lot of my friends that I know have a Switch, it's like a, a tertiary or a secondary console. Like they'll play something else and then when the big Nintendo game comes out, they'll go back. But it's not really good value for you if you spend three, $400 on this thing and you're picking it up once every six months. How do we feel about the new Switch? Yeah, oh, no, was... continue. No, no, I was going to say, I feel like Nintendo and Sony are in very similar situations in that their first party studios, you know, they make good games like Nintendo games when they come out. They very rarely dip below 80% on Metacritic or whatever. The problem is that Nintendo is very much feast or famine, whereas PlayStation and Xbox does this too. Like they have their major tentpole first party carriers that, you know, sell the consoles, but they have third parties, you know, kind of, you know, fill those gaps where Nintendo doesn't. And I feel like that's a problem because they've said, we're going to do our own thing. That's great. But no one's going to be following you as you're making this new headroom. So you need to fill that void. And they're not doing that. So do you think the, what is the new switch coming out's proper name? Yeah. Oh, that's it. Is it just the switch yeah. pro or something? <laughs> the switch Super Nintendo pro switch. was the big rumor. Do you feel like that's an or, actual step like up the... though with the screen? No, 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 it's not, it's not significant enough. So why put it out? Money. Is anyone here upgrading? See, then I feel like the people that have no. the switch already have the switch. Well, they're 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 probably looking for the same fans that would be the same people that go get a new iPhone when they don't need one every year. So, I would assume there's there's always that core group that when the new thing comes out, they have to have the new thing. And I think that's what they're banking on. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Worst case scenario, they just take the older Switch model out and just change the SKU over. Now this yeah. is the normal switch, and they solve that problem pretty quick. But I guess their hope is, oh, you want to just give us another three, four hundred dollars, just like that, just because we kind of like made a slight upgrade. Let's go. See, I think it's the opposite. I think it's a situation where they're not targeting us. They're not trying to get new business. But if you've got someone who, you know, the switch is their go-to. Let's say they're traveling a lot and they're doing a lot of handheld stuff. Yeah, I can see them saying, look, I'm putting the time into this handheld. An OLED screen would look fantastic, you know, whatever. They might be the ones that upgrade, you know. Then, I don't know, that's, I think, who the target market is. But I don't think, really, it's going to do gangbusters. Do you guys feel like handheld is going to make a comeback? Because it was very strong, like, years ago. But do you think people are just going to let the Switch do its own thing? Or do you think, eventually, there's going to be some... Something that competes with it, other than maybe mobile gaming. I don't know if anyone here has an opinion on mobile gaming. Well, I suppose we'll find out when the Steam Deck's officially out and, like, flourishing. Because once, once we start seeing, especially once we see what modders get to do with it, that'll really tell us where the handheld market can mm -hmm. go. Because if that thing can turn into a really good handheld, like, emulation machine, if you're only getting, like, the really small hard drive version, or if you can play Doom Eternal Witcher in, like, 60 frames on a handheld like that's insane that would be a huge shift in in 
the entire industry. And Steam wants more people to try to make machines for this. So it's very possible that if that succeeds, we could see a bit of a resurgence of a handheld again. But I think it depends on the price point, because right now the Steam Deck's still really expensive. The Switch is, it's not terribly expensive, but depending on how much you use it, it might still be a little bit pricey. So, I mean, a lot of people might just stick with their phones and get their free-to-play games, or like the ones that you pay like, what, two bucks for? It doesn't cost you too, too much. Yeah, I see. I see. Furry, do you have any opinion on mobile gaming? Do you think handheld can make a comeback? Consoles, or, you know, are people just going to go out to PC? Things reported there. Uh, I don't know. I think the Steam Deck will do well, but I think we're all going to fall into oh, I'm definitely going to. I'm going to end up buying one. I'll use it for a bit, and then I won't touch it again because I could just go and play but it on my PC. Why buy it? Because I'm home more than ever. Yeah, because it's what I do. <laughs> it is. Rui is that person. Yeah, I'm, I'm not the person Rui that Rui is that person that goes and buys the new thing and then sells it a couple weeks later. It, it has no interest to me because I... I basically like play in front of a screen all the time. And then if I'm not in the house, I'm driving. So I can't be the one playing it. So it's kind of pointless for me to even have one. That's why I haven't really bothered with the Switch because its big feature was its handheldness. And I went, look, it looks cool, but I'm not going to use like half of what it's for. And then on top of that, as Kaylin said earlier, the games are so pricey that it's pointless. Yeah. I don't think anyone will ever beat Nintendo when it comes to handouts. Yeah. Why is that? Yeah, I, I just like the Vita flopped. The PSP was all right. PSP was amazing. What are you talking about? PSP was <laughs> solid, yeah. But it's just like if you put them up against like the Game Boy and stuff like that, that is what everyone would go to. Well, the Game Boy was first. Well, yeah, but it, like if you had the choice of an, a Game Boy Advance or a PSP more people would probably go with the Game Boy Advance overall. You're you're right. You're not wrong. I just I, I think you're underselling how how successful the PSP was, especially once it got unlocked and people were able to mod it and stuff. It was huge. But you're right. Nintendo has always been the dominant force in the handheld market. So that's why I'm thinking, can Steam Deck compete with the Switch? Do we think that's possible? Or we won't know until it happens. The weird thing, too, is that I don't even know if competes the right word because yeah. they are really living in two different spots because the Steam Deck is more of a, I, I don't know if this is the right word, but it's more of a bourgeois level handheld experience because it's so expensive and most of the games you're playing on it are high end, whereas a lot of Nintendo games, you're either playing the old school games, you're playing indie games, you're playing the odd Nintendo one that isn't as powerful as any average game is today in the AAA market, so... It might not be so much that they're competing so much as like Nintendo when they decide to carve out their own market with the handheld setting. Steam Deck might even just carve out its own market too and have its own little share of of a pie that doesn't exist yet. It's hard to say. Yeah, because people that would buy the Steam Deck are people that already have a PC because you need a Steam account. So they're already they're double dipping into their own audience. It's, it's the idea to them that, like, one of my friends who wants to get it but couldn't get around it because it's sold out so far, he's the guy that would love to go to bed an hour early and just sit down with something because he used to do that with the Switch all the time if he had games with cross-save. So that's similar to what a lot of people would do, not to mention if you are ever taking, like, a long airplane uh, flight or you're taking, like, a long train ride or somebody's driving you three hours up, up to the cottage or some shit. You know, you can find ways to make use of it and then again, like, especially when it came to families, that was another thing about the Switch that I said, too. It's like, look, 
if you really want to watch the hockey game or the baseball game on TV or, you know, whatever's going on and your kids really want to play the game, you just hand them the thing, they walk off and they don't bother you. So there always is the advantage of like when you don't have a screen available, there is a backup option. So it's they're making a, a way that gives gamers a little bit more of an option, which we'll always take. It's just a matter of is that option going to be enough to move the needle to a point where you can keep doing it? I agree. One thing I'm thinking about fitting into this whole like console war thing is with VR. I feel like the PC is PC VR is at the top tier of that. Do we see Xbox or maybe Nintendo trying to enter that space, or do you think they're just gonna let the PC people have that area? I mean, they might make uh, some Nintendo Labo VR glasses. That might be as far as it goes. <laughs> I don't think Nintendo thinks it's worth it because it's not their market anyway. Xbox, if they do it, it'll probably just be something for Windows anyway. I can't imagine it being specifically for Xbox. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think like Microsoft will probably do it, but Microsoft is going to look at it more from a application kind of like almost like um it's going to be a computer feature so it's not going to be a designated gaming apparatus but rather a computer apparatus that can play video games um yeah i think it's going to become a a a place between you know high-end pc vr gaming and playstation gaming and i or psvr and i feel like psvr did it really smart in that they made it functional and good is it is it the best like vr system method no but it is the most accessible in that Hey, you already have a, a PS4, a PS5 now. You know, it's an extra 250 bucks and you're now in. You don't need a powerful, you know, PC rig to play it. You don't need to have a whole bunch of, you know, it doesn't take a lot like it's ready to go and I think the 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 price and the ease of setting it up was good. It wasn't the best experience, but I don't think it needed to be to get people onto that concept, right? And so I think, you know, I think you're going to have a battle like we do right now with a lot of things in the console wars is we're going to have here is your premium high-end best experience that costs a lot and here is your accessible option and you know people are going to gravitate to one spot or the other and neither one of them is necessarily wrong but they they appeal to two different audiences i agree all right well we all talked about which one we all like so i think to round this out let's all go around oh Uh, if you did not, you did not say where you fell on this Yeah, she team. just sat there getting away I with think, it all. I, wonder, I know. I, guys, I wonder what my favorite uh, console is. So, hi. I mean, I see an X in there, so that's clearly an Xbox. Oh, yes. Right? Xbox, oh, yeah. yes. For people <laughs> listening to the audio format, I am wearing a PlayStation sweatshirt. So, I would say PlayStation is my home. When I was younger, I was very into GameCube, but, like, everything was on the GameCube. And then as I got older, I played some sports games, but then I really started to play story video games. And that's when I got my Last of Us, Uncharted, and I started playing the Detroit Become Human, which now got ported to other things. But I'm very much a single player video game person. I hate playing with other people. I hate having to show up and wait for other people to play a story with me. So I'm very much, please don't talk to me. I want to play my game. And I think that's why PlayStation is perfect to me. <laughs> Furry's laughing because I will straight up, he'll be like, do we want to play this? And I was like, I can't right now. I have to play The Last of Us for the 13th time. Like, I just can't. I can't play right now. <laughs> Furry, hate, Furry hates that. I'm like that. So you can pick on me, Furry. Go for it. No? No? 
it, like I said earlier, like it is better for single player. I like when he gives me like very my like mild compliments here and there. I really got to work for them sometimes, but I like it. So, but what I was going to say will lead me to us all talking about what we like or dislike the most. Because in my opinion, if you own a PlayStation, a PC, and a Switch, you have access to everything. So that's why I don't think Xbox matters, because it's already all on PC. I know, I saw you roll your eyes. So, what... So why do you want your Xbox if you also have a PC for you? That just it's all their stuff is already on PC, but you can't play your Nintendo and your PlayStation stuff on PC. So just like explain that to me. I feel like you're my man, so you you're the one that's got to explain this to me. Like before play anywhere was a thing. Yeah, but it also on that sense that I'm lucky enough that I've got the PC. Sure. Where if it's the other way around, then no, you can't do that, and you're paying double the price. Hmm. Yeah, the re- the reality is, because I'll, I'll defend him a little bit here. <laughs> also, like, even if like my PC is decent, I still can't play like the best games on Game Pass PC at high settings, you know. And X Cloud is iffy at times. Like, th- it can be good, and then sometimes it's almost unplayable. So it's it's difficult depending on your internet. And the thing is, like, with PC. If you really want to have like the level of Xbox graphics, you actually have to spend a lot more money than you would think. It seems like since you pay what five hundred, six hundred dollars for the Xbox, you're thinking, oh, it's not that much more for a PC. No, if you're trying to get the same settings, you're probably looking at over a grand, and that's not always the easiest to come by. I've probably put maybe twelve hundred dollars into this thing. I can still only play most of the big games on medium settings. It's not really smart to play anything higher than that. If you want to get the max value, you're looking at probably two grand plus. Or I guess in some of the cards around the market, it's probably more like three, four thousand plus now. Yeah, but... don't upgrade your PC right now. <laughs> if it, if get... you're starting from a bare bones perspective, like you don't own anything, Xbox does make sense because at worst case, you get the Series S. It's not the most powerful thing, but it's cheap as hell. Game Pass is really affordable and you can get a lot done. But if like, yeah, if you said you have a PC that can at least like handle most things, the Xbox is mostly meaningless, but... At the same time there's still some games on game pass that don't get put on pc so there is still that couple that if you had like even the, enough money to get a series s there's at least a few games you could touch yeah i definitely as much as i'm a playstation fanboy i still think xbox has a great value um you know why would i go to an xbox versus pc because my gaming time is designed for gaming not updating drivers and that's uh you know i i've tried doing the whole pc gaming thing and you know I know some people say it's it's easy, and I know it has gotten better, but like I've tried it, and I don't want to spend my time, you know, figuring out what drivers work with this and updating graphics cards and all that crap. Like I want to turn on my system, I want to put my game, and I want to play it. And that's you know that's the benefit of consoles versus PC. So and I know I've just alienated myself from a lot of listeners. Oh no, I'm very much a console <laughs> player. I much rather sit on my couch with my blanket, my little stuffed animal, and just sit here and like game. But here, I gotta sit up here like yeah, this, I'm and I'm like, I don't want to sit here for six hours as I play Life is Strange True Colors because I bought it on PC for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I sit at my desk, you know, looking at a computer for seven or eight hours a day. I don't want to do that on my free time, too. I, I want to sit at a different place that's comfy. I get that. Still sitting. But this chair's so comfy. I'm happy. I got literally two monitors here for the PC, and I got my big PS5, like, 30-inch, like, 4K monitor just sitting right here, too. It's like, I'm good. I don't have to move. 
the best. Yeah, Fury, you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, I'm the same. I've got two monitors and then my massive TV next to it for my consoles. Yeah. yeah. That's streamer podcaster life. Us at all of our screens. <laughs> so... Yeah, I literally can't turn my head without looking at a screen. Yeah, here. there's a, I see one right behind you. There's a whole lot of everything, yep. you know? <laughs> I thought th I thought that was a fun conversation to go around and just like hype up some, kick some while they're down. But any closing thoughts anyone wants to say about the console war? No, I think you should just tell them how much of a headache it was to get you to even consider Game Pass. Okay. <laughs> there's only there you want to tell them why I ended up getting Game Pass, I'll let you. No, I'll let you. No, I'll you don't want to pick on ahead. me. No, I'll let okay, you pick on yourself. I could do that. Furry wanted me to get Game Pass for a very, very long time. And I said, no, I don't want Game Pass because I don't have an Xbox console. I'd be buying it on. I'd be buying it on PC. And I felt like the games that were on it, I could buy them on Steam if I wanted to. And then I was introduced to someone who is on Xbox. And because I am a major lesbian, I ended up buying Game Pass. That's story. <laughs> so the actual story. story. So, so yeah. I, need a couple, I need a couple dots to connect these strings because yeah. I can't make so the connection. What happened was, Liv has got this habit of making, she doesn't like playing with people, but she likes to make us all buy games to play together. <laughs> then she plays them like maybe once and decides she doesn't like it. So none of us can finish. So instead of doing like the old Steam refund or if we've been on it too long, or I was just like, Liv, just buy Game Pass because Sea of Thieves is in there. D&D's in there. Like everything you've just made us buy is in Game Pass. Just go and do that. We all save money. We all save time. No one gets to cry at the end of it. And then she starts speaking to this other girl and then she's like, oh yeah, I'll play Sea of Thieves. She's like, right, I'll do it now. And then she messages me like, I've got Game Pass. I see my story uh, went Liv, A to Liv, B. Liv, yeah. Liv, have you not confirmed that it's not just Fruit who's just like, you know, catfishing so you get on Game Pass? Um, I get lots of jokes all the time, and I can assure you in one month time, I will have real evidence. Also, if it's not, he's going to kick out of this. And the worst part is she's going to listen to this podcast. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm gay. So that's what happened. I feel like there's a lot of coercion going on behind the scenes that we're not privy to. Um, I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, good times. Good times we gave it. That's all that matters. I mean, it, really, it really is just the simple thing, though, of like, I really want to play Back for Blood when it comes out. I don't know if I feel like paying $80 for it, though. But if I only pay $16, I can play it for a long time. And I don't have, to, and even if I don't like it, it only costs me 16 bucks and there's like 300 other games I can play. I didn't do it for a long time too because I went mostly because my backlog was so long that there was no reason to touch it. Now the backlog's mostly done and now I'm bored and I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'll try Octopath Traveler. Uh huh. My, I, yeah, this oh, is no, what go. I, I was no, gonna say, go my big thing with Xbox Game Pass is what if I get attached to a game and they take it away from me? It would make me so mad. Well, unless it's a really long game, you should be able to No, I have this problem yeah. with when I really like something, I will play it. There is no reason for me to keep playing The Last of Us, but I will keep playing The Last of Us. It's my comfort game, which is weird. Because you have Thank taste. Thank you. Thank you. Have you. Taste. Yeah, but even then, 14 times is a little It's my favorite excessive. game ever, and it brings me joy. So let me live. 
I don't care that I cry at the same plot there's not a, There's not. Let's listen. There's to not the a limit to how many of... times you can play Last of Us. It's just the same way. There's no limit to how many times you can watch Star Wars. You know, a, a classic is go. a classic. <laughs> I'm, I'm also trying to wrap my head around the idea of playing The Last of Us and experiencing joy. Okay, so <laughs> it's a heartfelt game, Adam. Just because you don't so, get it. Yeah, you I, anybody to see that the, I the know that has played part two has told me they they did not feel anything by the time it we was are over. talking part one, sir. Wait, you didn't feel anything during part two. Just rage. <laughs> we don't talk about the Last of Us with Adam. or furry. It's a it's it's a it's a hot. It's a, apparently it's a hot button issue. You know. <sighs> Look, I'm I'm not, don't make, don't make me start in how it controls like ass. I'm sorry. I'm not. No, I'm not doing this with you again, Adam. I'm not doing this again with you. <laughs> He's not taking the bait. Or he just wants to watch you. Live. Do, do not. Do not. Do not acknowledge him. <laughs> uh, Don't feed into him. So basically, Fur's just sitting in the background, being like, "Good, somebody's doing the work, and I don't have to. I can just sit back, get the popcorn out, he and gets, watch." Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm just seeing so many similarities between us all. It's crazy. Oh look, Fur's making friends, <laughs> even though it's at my the expense of my sanity, like always. <laughs> This is not happening today. We are not doing friendship wars. This was console wars, sir. No, the agenda. I wrote it down for everyone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I did not sign an agreement that said I would only specifically talk about this. <laughs> I just to, sometimes I just gotta let like just goes off the rails, you know? But before World War III happens with friends, I would like to thank you guys for coming out and discussing console wars, friendship wars, and everything in between. So before we head out, what do you plug your show, plug anything you're working on? And we're happy that you came on today. Oh, uh, yeah. No, thank you so much for having us. Uh, yeah, once again, we are the Pixel Play Podcast. We post every Wednesday on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. You can just search for us, uh, Pixel Play Podcast. Pixel Play is just all one word. We're also on Instagram and Twitter, uh, just Pixel uh, Play Cast. So just look for us there. Um, yeah, we are just a weekly gaming show that just kind of talks about everything going on. Basically, we're trying to keep it brief. We, we keep our episodes around one hour. We're, we're trying to kind of cover what's going on in the week. So those who want to stay informed with the industry, but maybe don't have the time to follow along with everything, we kind of cover that there. So um, yeah, that's us. And we uh, would love to have you guys uh, on our show. And we're going to have you guys on this week. Um, and yeah, hopefully we can do this yeah. again. Adam, anything you want to talk about? Last of Us is bad. Okay, no. you. <laughs> <laughs> Nope. And there we go. Thank you, Pixel Play, for coming on Between Two Gamers. That was a fun conversation, wasn't it, Fury? Yeah. Yeah. We haven't done a crossover podcast, but there might be some in the future. Who's to say? Me. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Between Two Gamers. Let us know what you think. Are you an Xbox fanboy, PlayStation fanboy, Nintendo? Or do you not care? Let us know. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Between Two Gamers, and we are on all podcasting platforms. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next week.